الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم واتقوا فتنة لا تصيبن الذين غلموا منكم خاصة وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا وهر الزنا والربا في قرية فقد أحلوا بأنفسهم عذاب الله أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم This world is called Darul Asbab. It's a place of means. We all understand the concept of means. Various means are used to acquire various end results. Allah Ta'ala has created water with a certain effect in it. A person is feeling thirsty, he would drink the water, the water is the means to quench that thirst. Fire is a means and the effect of that fire is that it burns. If a person puts his hand in a fire, he'll get burnt. That is the exception that when Allah Ta'ala wills, then he will take the effect of that fire out. But that is not the system that Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya. The system Allah Ta'ala has placed in dunya is that if fire burn, if fire is lit, then it will burn what it comes on to. So this is something that we understand very clearly and therefore we abide by it. If a person sees fire, he doesn't try to go and put his hand in it. Rather he tries to extinguish it with water. If a person is thirsty, then he doesn't drink something that is bitter, something extremely hot and boiling to quench his thirst. He'll drink something cool. He understands that this is how he's going to quench his thirst. So just as we understand the system in terms of the outward things, in terms of the worldly things as we call them, there is a hidden system, the system which Allah Ta'ala has made just as effective and more effective. And the system is the system and the link between our a'mal and the conditions that prevail upon us. The kind of a'mal that we perform and the kind of conditions that come upon us. This is something that applies on an individual le- level in a person's own life, the kind of conditions that he experiences on a family level, on a community level, and the ummah at large. This is a system Allah Ta'ala has placed, and this system is more effective than the apparent system. So the issue is the issue of yaqeen. The issue of conviction, that just as a person has the conviction that fire burns, the issue is to develop the same conviction that sin also has a burning effect. Just as a person has that conviction that if he eats, he will fill his, that quench that hunger that he has, satisfy the hunger that he has, likewise that yaqeen is required that with righteous deeds, he will acquire what he is desiring. Like he is desiring that hunger to be satisfied, then the peace, the happiness, the prosperity, 
whatever other good things he is wanting, that this comes via righteous deeds. So to understand this in the context of the Quran and Sunnah, so that we understand that this is a reality. It's not just something that's an imagination, but it's a reality. That our conditions, the conditions that prevail upon us, are linked to the type of amal that we do. The Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, وَأْمُرْ أَهْلَكَ بِالصَّلَاةِ وَاسْطَبِرْ عَلَيْهَا That instruct your family to perform their salah. That everybody in the household, the head of the house, it is his responsibility to instruct them, to command them. Yes, he will do it with hikmat, he will do it with good advice, he will do it in an appropriate manner, but it is his responsibility, he has to do it. He is the head of the household, he cannot be content that I am performing my salah, if anybody else performs it, doesn't perform it, it's their business. No, Allah Ta'ala has made it his business. Allah Ta'ala has given him the command. You instruct and command your family members with salah, and you also be steadfast upon it. Now the command of salah has been given, and immediately thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, لَا نَسْأَلُكَ رِزْقَ نَحْنُ We don't ask you to give us any sustenance. Instead, we are the ones that provide sustenance to you. The sustenance comes from Allah Ta'ala. But this link in this ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, look, you be punctual in your salah. You instruct your family people to perform the salah. And immediately thereafter, Allah Ta'ala says, we provide you the risk. The Mufassirin explained that this is to give the clear message that look, risk will come through salah. A person who is punctual upon his salah, Allah Ta'ala will make his risk easy for him. So salah and risk are linked. A person many a times is looking for that risk and in order to acquire the risk, he is compromising on his salah. Either the salah or jama'ah is not taking place or the salah itself is being missed. I'll perform it later. Meaning missed in that with jama'at, missed in the masjid. And sometimes Allah forbid is becoming qaza. Why? The person says, I'm too busy. I'm too busy so I can't perform my salah. Why are you too busy? Because I need to earn my rizq. Allah Ta'ala is saying, perform the salah, I'll grant you the rizq. So now what happens is, that the person now compromises his salah, so now he's cut off that link which brings the risk. So what happens? That that which is decreed for him, that gets spread out now. Like that chicken, one way of feeding it is, to put a bowl of grain in front of it. So it sits at one place, and it starts pecking at it, and it has its food. And the other is, that that same bowl of grain, is spread over a whole, maybe a whole field, a whole soccer field or something. So now it has to run around from here to there, at the end of the day it will still pick up so many grains only. But it will take it ten times the amount of time, and ten times the amount of effort. Allah says, you perform your salah punctually, I'll make that risk easy for you. So salah and risk, the clear link. Likewise, in the Hadith Sharif, on the other end of it now, this was the positive amal, the negative amal, Nabi Islam says, إِذَا ظَهَرَ zina وَالْرِبَا fi qaryatin." That if in a community, in a place, if two things become rife, become very common, one is zina becomes very common, and riba and interest becomes common. 
people are dealing in interest, giving interest, taking interest. When these two things become common in a community, Nabi Islam says, فَقَدْ أَحَلُّوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ They have already brought down the azab of Allah Ta'ala upon them. It might not be everybody involved in it, but if the majority have become involved in this kind of activities, and zina is not something confined to one aspect only, there's zina of the eyes also, there's zina of the hand as well, the chatting that a person engages in haram chatting, there's also a zina of the hand. There's zina of the legs going towards haram. There's zina of the heart. But obviously the worst level is being referred to initially and primarily. So Nabi Islam is saying when zina and interest transactions will become common and rife, فَقَدْ أَحَلُّوا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ عَذَابَ اللَّهِ The lesson again, that these are things they are linked. That the azab of Allah Ta'ala is linked towards these haram actions. So difficulties, calamities. So one is on a whole, on a whole community. But if a person is involved in it on his own level, then he will suffer the consequences. But it becomes rife in a community, the whole community suffers. وَاتَّقُوا فِتْنَةً لَا تُصِيبَنَّ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا مِنْكُمْ خَاصَّةً وَعَلَمُوا أَنَّ اللَّهَ شَدِيدُ الْإِقَابِ Allah Ta'ala says, fear that kind of tribulation and trial, which won't befall only those who are the wrongdoers. The wrongdoers, that obviously befall them. But apart from those who are involved in the wrong, it will overcome everybody. Why? Because it became rife and common in a community and nobody was stopping it. So now in dunya, everybody gets caught up in the azab. In akhirat, some will wake up as shuhada, because they weren't involved in that, and they did what they could to stop it, and others will be resurrected as zalimin, as oppressors, as wrongdoers. But the lesson for us is that these actions bring down difficulties. These actions bring down azab. So this is something that is very commonly found in the ahadith, many many aspects that are mentioned. For example, it is mentioned when people will start cheating in weight and measure. Person is not weighing and measuring correctly. He is cheating the customer. Then famine will come about. There will be inflation. Prices will rocket. Simple items, a person has to pay a lot for it. And various other difficulties will come. Now this is something which who is not complaining about all these difficulties. Prices just keep going up and up all the time. But this is something that Nabi Islam has already spelt out to us. That where is the link? So now it may be that many people, mashallah, are doing it correctly. But if a very big number in the community start doing these kind of things, everybody suffers the consequences. Like somebody lights a fire and sometimes it burns a neighbor's house door. The person who did the wrong was one person, but hundred houses got burned sometimes. So this is something that we need to take note of in our individual level, on a community level, and for the ummah at large, that the righteous amal must come alive, and the wrong amal and the wrong actions must be suppressed, must be stopped, obviously in a proper manner. We have to advise one another, help one another to give up the wrong and to come towards righteousness. This is the protection for ourselves, for everybody else in dunya, and mainly in the akhirat. That's the main place. Dunya life is going to go one day. But we all have to sleep in the cover, and then we have to stand on the day of Qiyamah. 
So in order to understand many aspects, in one hadith sharif, Rasulullah gave a detailed description. That in this hadith sharif, Nabi says, that when my ummah will engage in 15 aspects, إِذَا فَعَلَتْ أُمَّتِي خَمْسَ عَشَرَةَ خَسْلَةً حَلَّتْ بِهَا الْبَلَاءِ The narration of Tirmizi Sharif, Rasulullah says, and my ummah will engage in these 15 aspects, then the calamities will befall them. In another riwayat, it's further given as an example, that how will these calamities come? كَنِرَامٍ بَالٍ قُتِعَ سِلْكُهُ فَتَتَابَعَ Like a string of beads. When you cut it out on one end, tasbih, you cut it on one side, all the beads just fall one after the other. In this manner, the difficulties, the hardships, the calamities will keep coming. One thing won't finish off and something else will be there. And a person will be looking for peace everywhere and everything else, but there won't be peace anywhere else. Peace is only like water is the thing that will quench thirst. Fire can't quench the thirst. Likewise, peace is only in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Peace cannot come in any other way. So this is the lesson that Rasulullah is giving us in this Hadith Sharif. That look, these are 15 things. Like a person who puts his hand in fire, he'll get burned. Likewise, these 15 things bring calamities. Hallat bihal bala. What are these 15 things? Just to discuss some of them in the time that we have. But to understand that these are very, very crucial aspects. And if we are in some way involved in any of these things, we should be looking towards ourselves. In such discussions, we should be considering ourselves only. Not be thinking about anybody else. And if something applies to us, to think about how to rectify it. That am I also contributing to my own difficulties? Am I becoming a means of the difficulties of the ummah? This is what we need to consider. So Rasulullah says, that these 15 things, what are these 15 things? The Sahaba immediately asked, Umma hunna ya Rasulullah. What are these 15 things? So Rasulullah explained the first thing, When public wealth will be regarded as personal property. Something that is public wealth. So something that below, whether it's on a level of the state, a government, whether some organization, whether it is the property of all the heirs in an estate, that also falls in it to a point, and it comes in the next category as well. So this is things that are owned by many people jointly. But what happens? A person regards it as personal property. He can do as he wishes. So what should be spent for the benefit of people, the person is filling his own pocket with it. So this is something that draws down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Then Nabi Islam says, well, amanatu Maghnaman. When amanat, trust, that becomes like booty, something that a person has a share in it. Booty, spoils of war, after a war, all those who participated in that war have a share in it. Whatever was ga- captured, whatever wealth was captured. Now the person will take it, this amanat, it's amanat, it's a trust. Whether that amanat is somebody came and gave him something to look after, please look after this wealth of mine. Or whether he is looking after somebody's business, for example. Or whether it is that wealth of the estate, somebody passed away. Now the wealth of all the heirs, it's in his control. Or whatever it might be. That's all amanat. Now that amanat is supposed to be looked after without doing anything against the dictates of that amanat. He shouldn't be taking half a cent of it wrongfully. 
but that will become like it's he got a share also. So half for them, half for me. Well, amanatu maghraman. Then the Islam says, was zakatu maghraman. When zakat will be regarded like a tax. A tax a person feels it like a very big burden. And he, to start off with, he's trying to avoid giving it. And if he has to give it, he is very, very grudgingly giving it. Very big burden on his heart. Nabi Islam is saying, people start taking zakat like this. Many would not even give it. Some will give it, they'll just haphazardly just calculate something and just give it anyhow. Without any concern, whether it is correctly calculated, I make sure that I'm not paying anything short. Something extra, alhamdulillah, no problem. But there isn't any short payment. Person will just haphazardly do something. And then he'll feel very, very like a burden on his heart that why was this even put on me now, Whereas that is just a small fraction what Allah Ta'ala has blessed him. Allah Ta'ala says, what we gave them they spend. The true servants of Allah Ta'ala. It's the two and a half percent. And that too, so many things are excluded. The balance of it is two and a half percent only. So this is the third thing that starts drawing down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. Was zakatu maghraman. Then Nabi Islam says, وَأَطَاعَ الرَّجُلُ زَوْجَتَهُ وَأَقَّ أُمَّهُ وَبَرَّ صَدِيقَهُ وَجَفَى أَبَاهُ That a person would become obedient to his wife and disobedient to his mother. He will become obedient to his wife in a, such a manner that he will start trampling the rights of his mother. It's not being, anybody is not being encouraged here to trample the rights of his wife. But the balance is what Sharia taught us. That everybody is given their full right. That the wife's rights are being fulfilled, but not at the expense of the mother's mother being discarded. And after everything is said and done, without trampling on anybody's rights, a person's mother is his mother. Jannat is under her feet. And nobody's maqam and position can come close to hers. In terms of relationships with people. So Nabi Islam is saying that this will become a situation. That people become obedient to their wives, disobedient to their mothers. And a person will become very friendly with his friends, very good to his friends. And he'll treat his father like a stranger. He will be very good to his friends, but his father will be like a stranger. He'll talk one line, answers with his father, and he'll speak hours to his friends. He will be ready to do anything with his friends, and day his father asks him to do something. So this is something which Nabi Islam has even described as a sign of Qiyamah. Whereas the parents, their right is after the right of Allah Ta'ala, in Nabi Islam. وَقَضَى رَبُّكَ أَلَّا تَعْبُدُوا إِلَّا إِيَّاهُ وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah Ta'ala has decreed upon you that you worship none but Him. Immediately thereafter Allah Ta'ala says, وَبِالْوَالِدَيْنِ إِحْسَانًا Allah Ta'ala has ordained upon you to be kind to your parents. And then the rest of the ayah there's no time to go into. That is, they become old, they become weak, then you humble yourself in front of them, make dua for them, don't talk to them in harsh tones, don't even say oof to them. In any case, this is the thing that brings down azab. Thereafter, Rasulullah says, 
among the things that are mentioned in this hadith sharif wa ukrima rajulu makhafata sharrihi that a person will be honored and respected it. why makhafata sharrihi out of fear of his evil that if i don't respect this person outwardly if i don't stay sort of very don't be very nice to this person then he'll make difficulties for me he'll make it a problem for me he'll make life difficult for me because he has some influence he has some power authority because now he's my employer so i have to just now just throw the line even though he's being rude and abrupt but i have to respect him but respect him why just so that i don't get into trouble now that is not really respect that is fear only but outwardly is like respect outwardly the person is being greeted very nicely outwardly everybody at home is treating him very well why because otherwise they'll have to have a very hard time he'll just blow his top he'll just be swearing something he'll just be using all kinds of vulgarity all kinds of flowery language and allah forbid he might even start becoming violent so now just to keep things cool just to keep things peaceful so now the person will be respected nabi islam says this is part of the sign of something that brings down azab wa ukrima rajulu makhafata sharrihi that such a person is devoid of any akhlaq his character and akhlaq is very very bad very poor and then further nabi islam says that wa shuribatil khumur when intoxicants will be taken alcohol and other intoxicants and this will become common now time has come with somebody people describe it they say well this is something well it's a small thing if a person is indulging in smoking some intoxicants it's a small thing no big deal whereas this is something haram it's forbidden and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says in hadith sharif this will bring down azab it brings down the calamity in a person's own life it brings it on his family it brings it on his community wa shuribatil khumur then nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says further in the hadith sharif wa tukhizatil qaynatu wal ma'azif when singing girls and musical instruments will become common dancing girls and musical instruments will become common how common every hand almost has got it one button and all this is carrying on that which the ummat which rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam taught that once he was out somewhere walking on the road and he heard the sound of some music in the distance somebody some shepherd was playing some flute as soon as rasulullah sallallahu heard this sound coming he immediately put his fingers into his ears to block the sound out and until such time that he was out of range he couldn't hear it anymore that sound couldn't have reached him anymore then only he removed his fingers out of his ears to block out the sound to block out that music that which nabi sallam blocked his ears to today the ummah is stuffing that earphones in their ears to hear it better going to sleep with it waking up with it allah taala protect us and forbid so this is something which nabi sallam is explaining in this hadith sharif wa tukhizatil qaynatu wal ma'azif when these musical instruments these dancing girls will all become so rife and as we explained almost every hand one button all this is carrying on and then in this hadith sharif nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam says wala ana hadhi akhir hadhi al-ummati awwalaha when the latter part of this ummah those who came later they will speak ill of those who came earlier 
you'll find in this time and age, there are those people talking ill of even the Sahaba Ikram. They call themselves Shia or whatever they call themselves. But talking ill of the Sahaba Ikram. Call it, talking ill of Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala. That, that personality who Rasulullah who's, who's being the Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu is endorsed by the Quran Sharif. إِذْ يَقُولُ لِصَاحِبِهِ لَا تَحْزَنْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ مَعَنَا But you find people talking ill about him. Talking ill about that um, the mother of the ummah and that wife of Rasulullah who Allah Ta'ala revealed ayat of the Quran Sharif regarding her status and her purity. Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha you'll find people talking ill about her. So this is something which talks volumes about what the reality about these people are. That who the Quran Sharif endorses. And they decide to speak ill about them, what becomes of them? Therefore Rasulullah Sallallahu said in one hadith Sharif, that إِذَا رَأَيْتُمُ الَّذِينَ يَسُبُّونَ أَصْحَابِي فَقُولُوا لَعْنَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَى شَرِّكُمْ When you hear people reviling my Sahaba, talking ill of my Sahaba, and say, may the curse of Allah be on your evil. This is something worthy of being cursed. So in any case, these are things that Nabi Sallallahu mentioned in the hadith Sharif, that these are things that bring down azab, bring down calamities, bring down problems on an individual scale, on a domestic level, on a community, on the ummah at large. What is required of us, one is to know these things, that is not going to solve the problem. The solution is to take a U-turn out of these things, to make sincere tawbah, istighfar, the doors of the mercy of Allah Ta'ala are wide open for those who come back. Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness is ready for the one who repents. To sincerely repent, to bring our families towards this repentance, to encourage others to sincerely make istighfar. This is that time of the year, unfortunately, where this fitna comes to a peak. To keep ourselves safe from all this fitna, all these environments where all this music is being played, and all this fitna is taking place. And to bring ourselves back to the command of Allah, wa ta'ala, back to the way of Rasulullah wasallam. In that is the safety of ourselves, our families, and the safety of the entire ummah in this dunya, as well as in the akhirat. Allah, wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillah.